All right, welcome everyone. I'm Peter Jennings, and this is an episode of Community Talk, and my guest today is Philip Setter, independent insurance broker. Philip, thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me. This is gonna be too much fun. I was telling you earlier, uh, I've done a couple interviews in the past, but this is the first time I've been interviewed, so this is gonna be fucking sweet. It's a unique experience. Yeah. And FYI, Peter said I could swear a couple times during this, <laughs> so um, if I get a little bit passionate and riled up, it's only because I love insurance, I love the industry, and I think there's a change that's needed, so I get a little bit fired up. Totally, and that's why you're a perfect guest, because um, it's exposure, right? And it's one of those things that I feel the same way about real estate. I mean, totally different industries, if you will, but still, I feel like we would have some of the same challenges, right? Yeah. Um, because you're, you're sell. it's funny, we're not selling something, we're providing a you're, service, yeah. but people, you are ultimately, there's a service being yep. sold, if you yep. will. So it's it's tough, but yep. I know the passion thing, right? So, yep. and that's what I love about yep. you because people need to know about that. And yeah. I gotta be totally honest with you, I don't know that much about the insurance <laughs> industry, so this is gonna be great for me. And yeah. I loved your energy, and we were saying as well that this is the first time <laughs> we're actually meeting in person, which kind of makes it exciting. We've only yep. engaged over social yep. media, but that excitement is what got me to prompt yep. this interview, so. It, 100%. Let's yeah. do it. Social media is so interesting like that. You know, like we've, I've never met Peter before, but I've seen so many of his videos. He's seen my videos. He's seen my passion. I've seen his passion. And so when he asked out, he reached out and asked if we could do this interview. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it then. Right? So let's rock and roll. So uh, let's uh, get a little bit of history real quick. Uh, what brought you into okay. life insurance? Okay. Okay. So uh, 18 years old, I started electrical. I did that from 18 to 24. I realized that's not what I wanted to do. Got out of that. And I knew that I wanted to be a business owner, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. So right out of electrical school, I started a grass painting company. That is a whole nother story, but uh, it was just- oh, Sorry, I, I, what was it? A, a grass painting company. Grass painting? Grass painting company. Green Setter, Green Setter, you look it up if you want. Okay. Green Setter, I was on CTV, I was on CBC. Um, anyways, that's not the point. The point is, I was just, I was hungry for opportunity. I know I wanted to find something, and I, I did that for a while. I did electrical on the side for a while, and did a bit of network marketing, and um, I'm not into that industry. I'll put it out there. Um, I think that it's a broken industry and only a few people are successful at it. This is a little bit off topic, but you know, that's my opinion. Um, so after that, then I started working for a credit card processing company doing cold calls and sales for them. And that was not my gig either. And you know, if you would have asked me when I was like 12 years old, if you're like, yeah, do you think you're gonna be an insurance? When you're older, I'd be like, no fucking way. Like, you know, right. what kid is like, you know, dad, can I borrow your, your briefcase and your suit? I'm gonna go play insurance salesman. You know right. what I mean? Nobody thinks that. So uh, an opportunity came up to start working for a company called Combined Insurance. Okay. And they're a captive agency. So that means you only have their products. Okay. Um, if they don't fit in that, that product shelf and it doesn't really matter, they still hammer people into it. But it was a good segue into the industry. So I was with them for about six months and I don't know what it was. It was just... Something about insurance I just loved. I loved the industry. And so shortly after that, I started my own brokerage. Um, I found out what it would take to become contracted. So I'm an insurance broker. Okay. I'm contracted with pretty much every carrier across Canada, Sun Life, Manulife, RBC, Equitable, Foresters, Avara, you name it, right? So to make that clear, that's basically just options for your clients. So yeah, so how insurance works is, is you have the carriers and 95% of the carriers they're thinking of them like wholesalers, okay? Where they just create the products, they assess the risk, but they want a broker or a medium to sell to consumers, right? right? Uh, but then it gets a little bit convoluted because Sun Life, for example. Sun Life is a carrier, they develop the insurance, but they also have agents 
that sell for Sun Life, right? So that's why I said 95% uh, of the market is through MGA channels or through broker channels, okay. okay? So I work as a broker. So I have contracts with these different carriers that actually they're wholesalers per se that right. make the products, assess the risk, um, and then I assess or assist, pardon me, in the purchase um, with my client. Makes cool. sense? Yeah, totally, yeah. So you, you're the middleman. You provide those services for the people that need them. Yeah. yeah. The and those yeah. services range from? Um, <laughs> good question. So I, I, I guess give I, me the, because I'm assuming it's a lot of services, so maybe yeah. just give me like the, the main three that okay. you that yeah. people so inquire on, on, about yeah. and, so and use 100%. You for. So on the, on the family market side, which like I was telling you, is about 30% of my business. The other 70 is corporate, but let's just focus on the family side, okay? Family side, um, my planning that I go through with clients, and I'm pursuing my CFP as we speak, so my planning is we go through debt, insurance, investment, and taxes for a holistic plan, yep. but specifically on the insurance side, we deal with disability, life insurance, uh, investments such as SEG funds, which is kind of like an insurance contract linked to a pool of funds, um, niche accident policies, that's pretty much it though. Right, so even though you are your own broker, you're an independent broker, what's the other option for people? Is there major chain brokers? Which would yeah. be like, so, <laughs> yeah, is so, that? I don't, like, yeah. Kind of like, I guess obviously you don't want to name names. I don't want to name too many names, but, but yeah, I mean, the top, top companies that so, come to mind. So, no, don't say company names if you're not comfortable <laughs> doing that because we don't want to badmouth anyone. Yeah. What my question was, I guess, what are the advantages for people of using you as opposed to yeah. the other yeah. option? Okay, sure, that's awesome. So, uh, a couple things here. Number one is a lot of, even if they are a brokerage and they are contracted through an MGA, they might only use three to four carriers okay. because then if they push all the products through there, they'll get a higher bonus level. So limited so, offerings yeah, for limited, limited services. Limited services. Okay. Um, then there's other companies who specifically are, are just like a carrier, just like what I started with is combined. Um, and they just have their set of products, which are extremely ap applicable, pardon me, um, with a certain group of people, but the rest of the people, it's not so applicable. But they, what they do is they kind of just hammer people. And so the problem with, and I don't think anyone you know, is immoral and unintentionally selling things that shouldn't be sold, right? But they just get raw rod by their sales leaders and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they're selling products that they think are beneficial, but in the long, if you actually see the entire scope of insurance, maybe not so much. So right. um, the benefit of going with me over that, one, I have access to all the carriers. And two, I mean, you're just gonna get a, a better holistic view, right? It's not gonna be a box that you're hammered into, right? And, and that's kind of the analogy that I use, and I really like this. It's like, it's like they just, they give these rubber mallets out upon like, you know, completion day, right? When you finish sales school. <laughs> and they say, you know, here's a round hole and there's a square peg and that's your client, right? And it doesn't matter if it doesn't fit, just hammer that motherfucker in, right? Bash it in, get and the it, sale, it, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, it pisses me off and it's, it's all sales. And I understand it from a business point of view, 100%, I get it. Yep. I get it, right? You gotta make money, you gotta make profit, but like, there's a better way. There's a better way and your company doesn't have to be shitty. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can be an ethical company and still make money. Like they're not mutually exclusive, right? They, they can be together. Right. You know? So um, anyways, I'm getting a little bit off track. You can say I get fired up about this. No, but, not um, really. Yeah, it's so it's, it's my... all about the intent, right? It yeah. is about the intent behind that because um, it sounds like what I'm hearing is other people are offering quick fixes, which satisfy people in the long or in yeah. the short term. Yeah. But then, hey, when something happens yeah. and it takes time to, hey, take out the policy or whatever that yeah. looks like, that's where the challenges come up. So it's, it's more like, hey, that honesty, transparency thing, instead of getting them to sign today, it's like, hey, this yeah. is what you're going to be getting into. Yeah. Perfect example, mortgage insurance. Okay. Okay. 
banks notorious for solids. Banks are not insurance companies. So it's something we call pre or post, pardon me, post underwritten, which means you fill out the short questionnaire, okay? They approve you. I'm, I'm doing a quotation if you guys can't see, okay? And uh, essentially, <laughs> we're, oh, we're still going? Okay. They approve you, right? Um, but the problem is if anything happens, okay, so you die, your wife goes to collect, that's actually when they underwrite you. And what underwrite means is assessing the risk. Okay. Okay, so if they find any discrepancies, they're gonna say, we're sorry, you were actually never approved for this insurance, right? So we're gonna refund your premiums, and then your poor wife is sitting there like, well, what am I, what am I gonna do with these premiums? I thought we had a million dollars of coverage, right? I mean, there's many other problems with mortgage insurance, but I, mean, I, I don't wanna get too much into it. The, the thing that I'm trying to enunciate here is these poor tellers, the 19-year-old girl at the desk, she's just doing her job. Okay, it's not her. Right. Don't blame her. No, of course not. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? She's just mandated by her manager, who's mandated by their manager, who's mandated by their manager, and they don't really think about it, okay? They're just like, here's a square hole and a round peg and hammer, and it doesn't matter. And with that being said, I mean, I still think it's better than nothing. If this is the type of person that is never going to go and meet with an insurance broker, and they're at the bank, and they got their mortgage, and maybe they should get it because right. they're never, ever, ever, ever going to meet with someone, sure, something is better than nothing. Okay. But again, there's better options out there. There's better options out there. Right, right, right. And that's the thing, it's about knowing the options. So I guess um, it's so funny because we do have so so many similarities because I feel like yeah, uh, they offer services similar. that we need, that the people need, but they also, they don't fully understand the importance of it until it's too late yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's some really <laughs> good points, right? Because that's, yeah. yeah, it is, that's that's the challenge. And, it, and it's not, so, and I love the, the example that you use there, it's like, hey, that, that person that's fresh out of business school, they're they're at their they're wherever selling whatever they need to, and hey, it's exciting to get that sale, right? Yeah. But they're they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So I yeah. guess yeah. what's what's some information or what's some advice that you could give for the consumer out there? Because yeah. ultimately, it is the consumer's fault. They're the ones signing. Yeah. You're up to it's up to you, right? Yeah. So what's some advice that you could do to? guard yep. them or give them some ammo, if yep. you will, yep. right, yep. going in uh, to that situation. 100%. Okay. So, I mean, this is this is one thing that really pisses me off, okay, is life insurance is, is it's convoluted, okay, there's lots of different types, but for the basic part, there's there's term, which is like renting, and then there's permanent, which is like owning, okay, and I mean, we won't go too much into detail, I'm going to make some future videos here to explain it, but this is what pisses me off, is you'll have camps of advisors or companies, and they mutually uh, advertise and push one product. That's all they do. And it's a one-size-fits-all mentality. And that's just not the way life is. Right. right. It's like diet and fad when everyone says keto is the only way to go or Atkins is the only way to go or vegan is the only way to go. Right. Like when What the Health came out, right, all these, these – and don't get me wrong, I think vegans are really good. But everyone is hammering, What the Health is hammering, a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's just not the way the fucking world it works. It doesn't work that way. Totally, man. Right? Yeah, There's yeah. more variables out there. There's way right? more variables. Yeah. So what pisses me off is you'll have these camps and they'll, they'll advertise and they'll push and they'll promote this one thing over anything else, either because it's simple for them or because it pays a higher commission, they'll leave out all the rest. So what consumers can do is either talk to me or watch some videos that I'm going to make, learn the difference, if it's life insurance, learn the difference between term, whole life, and universal life. Learn the difference. Watch some videos. Figure it out, right? Don't take the advisor's advice for it. Don't take my advice for it. Go and actually do a little bit of research, right? okay? And then I mentioned it on the video outside. This is a public website and it's used to empower consumers. It is the consumer version of a product that I use called right. Life Guide, where I get quotes all across Canada. Give but the website right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the website is www.winquote, 
www.canadaunderwritingrisk.net. You go on there, you click Canada, put in your information. Underwriting risk is just gonna be regular, that just means we're standard health, okay? Could come back worse or better. And then you're gonna click submit, and what you're gonna get is a list of 35 companies across Canada. Cool. Which is huge. Awesome. So when you have that advisor from ABC Financial yeah. come into your house and pitch you on the importance of life insurance, and it is important in applicable circumstances, okay? Right. Um, when they pitch you on that and they show you the quote and it's one company, and you're gonna go on there and you're gonna, okay, now we can actually look at all the companies. And to further expand on that, each different company has small little perks as well. Okay, some offer a little bit extra disability, some offer this. One of the companies that I work with is called Forrester's Financial. They offer these member benefits. So it's a fraternity. They don't pay any income tax because they donate everything. They have these cool member benefits where uh, if, if one or more of the parents die, then the guardians of your child now will receive $900 per month per child until they reach 18. Okay. Just included. Yep. Just extra, included. Just there. And if it's the same price as Joe Blow ABC Financial Company, what do they offer? Right. Right? What's the other incentive? Exactly. Or what's the value added if exactly, you will, right? Exactly. And yeah. I'm not gonna name any names, but there's a couple couple, pardon me, companies out there that because they're just a carrier, they only have one product, so it's kind of like this this uh, hidden market, you know, where they get these consumers and nobody knows about anything else, but they'll have insurance that's thirty to forty percent higher than market standard. And people will pay it because they don't know any they better. They don't know any better. They don't know any better. So ultimately what I'm hearing is because uh, I've I've been a victim of this in the past. If I didn't know sales, I still would be to a degree, right? It's So if I'm in the bank and they're offering me some type of insurance or whatever that looks like, right? And all those terms that you just threw out, I'll be honest, I'm not going to remember them all. Like I don't know that. That's your yep. industry. Yep. What yep. I'm hearing is that… Take a breath and you don't have to sign anything on that spot. No. Get back and educate yourself, yeah. phone someone, ask questions, yeah. and make sure that you are comfortable moving forward because, hey, it's confusing. Yeah. It's, and that's why you're here though, because you're, you're a specialist in that industry, right? Yeah. That would make it a little easier. And it's, I mean, it's difficult too because it's commission-based sales. Yeah. So I have um, a conflict of interest. I get paid, yeah, right, you know what I mean? Yeah. The banks also get paid, they also get paid. And I mean, this industry is one of the most competitive industries out there. I mean, maybe second only to real estate agents, right, which is also very competitive. So what you'll have is, is I mean, if you survive two years as an insurance agent, like you're gonna make it, right. you know, two or three years. Um, got it. We, it right? <laughs> and how long have you been doing it? About two years. Oh yeah, it's not threshold. I've heard it that guys. And so, I mean, the problem is, is you'll have these advisors and they're just, they're hungry, right? They haven't gotten a paycheck, they haven't made any commission. And so, unfortunately, um, they will sell products that might not be applicable, right? And it, it's not because they're being immoral, unethical, or trying to cause harm, but they just need that fucking sale because they right. gotta feed their family. So how are you different? Right? That's a good question, right? I mean, I think the value proposition that I have is that I get access to all the different companies, so it doesn't really matter to me where I get compensated from because I get to deal with all of them. Right. Right? So right. I don't really have too many conflicts of interest in that, whereas the mortgage insurance guys are only going to sell mortgage insurance. Um, the ABC financial guys are only going to sell ABC financial. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that's where I get to – but still, but with that being said, you know, let's talk about someone who 
needs insurance versus doesn't need insurance. Just because I have access to all the carriers, should I sell insurance to someone who doesn't need insurance? Totally. And I think but is willing. And and he's, exactly, he's willing to buy it, but he doesn't need it. And this is actually, I'm kind of a, I'm a weird fucking insurance agent, okay? And I've had meetings with 22, 23 year old kids and they're asking me, they say, you know, I, I gotta buy life insurance. I want half a million dollars life insurance. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, well let's chat, man. Let's do a needs analysis. Like, what do you, what do you have? Well, nothing. What do you owe? Nothing. Are you married? Do you have kids? Are you taking care of anyone? Who are you financially responsible for? Nothing, 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 nothing. Well, I don't get it. Why do you want life insurance? Well, because my friends and my family said it was really good. I'm an adult now. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm an adult, like, exactly. Yeah. And I'm a fucking weird insurance agent where I'll be like, well, no, you don't. No, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, get out of here. You know, like, I would say for, for young people, and, and this is an argument, and, and insurance companies, they will say this all the time. They'll say, well, you've got to get it when you're young and you're healthy. And, like... Granted, I guess premiums if, and all that. If jazz, you're, right? if you love life insurance, you know. I mean, if you, I have a client who loves insurance. He pays like four thousand dollars a month on different insurance. He has fifty policies. He's committed. He, he loves insurance. Every <laughs> single member of his family has insurance. Every single yeah. member, right? For and every single type, right? So if you love it, go ahead. But you know, I would say. If if you want to get some type of life insurance when you're young, you could get a permanent type for a small amount. Right. Cause I, and this is kind of what you need to think about. It's like, what would happen if that happened? Insurance, anything, right? Whether it's disability or life insurance. If I died, what would really happen? Yeah. But and just think about it. Think about it in your head. What would really happen? Would anyone really be affected, right? So, I mean, if you, if you come from maybe a low to middle class family, if you died, there's going to be about a fifteen to $20,000 bill. Right. Okay? Yeah. If you're on the extreme low end, there's a little bit of subsidies you can get. Um, if you're in the middle class, so I mean, maybe if, if it's really valuable to you and you think about it that way, you think, you know, okay, maybe I don't want to leave that just in case. Get like a, a $15,000 policy or $25,000. going to cost you like three bucks a month. Or right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Something that's feasible, right? Yeah. But you'll have these these agents come in and they you know they just they get dollar signs and I mean I'm victim too I I'll see dollar signs as well like I'm not you know what I mean like I count my commissions as well I'm not I'm not a saint here right, right? but they just they they do this needs analysis and they're trained by sales managers trained by different staff and they just get excited about it and they just they sell crap that people don't need yeah. in my opinion yeah. honestly it's a cookie cutter model it doesn't change yeah. it's not flexible it's one way it's it's the square peg trying to get banged into that circle hole, right? 100%. So I totally hear you, man. 100%. Um, what's that. one misconception about your industry? Hmm. <laughs> I get asked this all I love this. People ask me all the time. They say, do you have the best insurance? <laughs> like or, you for yourself? <laughs> yeah. Are you covered? No, no, not even me. Like, do you sell? Do you oh, sell? right. Right? Yeah, and so yeah. they'll say, you know, do you sell the best insurance? Or do you have the cheapest prices? And we kind of we talked about this at the beginning. We all have the same fucking carriers we're dealing with, right? We all have the same wholesalers. Whether you go to me or, and when we talked about it, some people only work with three or four carriers, but if you work with a broker, chances are they're gonna have all the carriers that I have. Okay. So the value proposition is what is their system? How are they actually bringing you through it? Are they selling you unnecessary products? Are they selling you on investments? Are they selling you on uh, taxes? Are they explaining a holistic picture to you, right? If they're just in it for the quick sale, chances are they're gonna find one, sell you life insurance, be on your way. I wanna take, and I'd like to take a holistic approach with which we go through all of the financial pillars, as per se, of a financial plan, which is debt or banking, how do you understand that? Insurance, and that's only one component. Investments, different styles of investment, and taxes. 
Because, I mean, this is, and, and this is, we're going to segue into my future project here, right? Um, which is Financial Adulting. Okay. And that's a program that I started six months ago and I ran meetups on it. We is went, that what it's called? Financial Adulting? Financial Adulting. Cool. You bet your ass. And I trademarked that, so I can't use it. <laughs> I don't want to use it. I just want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. I actually just got the successful trademark about uh, a week and a half ago. But I, I saw came, your Facebook yeah. post. I saw the, the listen up, everyone. Yeah. yeah I'll be honest. I, I got on a little bit of a, a power trip. I was sitting with the lawyer and... And uh, I won't name it, but there was a company in Calgary that used the term adulting, which is what prompted me. I was like, I got to get this trademark because I came up with this nine months ago or six months ago. And um, so he told me, he says, I say, so what's, what's going to happen you know, once I get this? And he says, well, yeah, basically there's two things that you can do. You can either A, you can write them a letter of cease and desist. Or B, you can tell them they can license it and you can pick any price you want. A thousand, two thousand, five thousand, a million. Love for you to use and, and, yeah. like, and it. Just yeah. kinda, it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, I own that fucking word. The, the power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the surge. Right? Yeah. And so it's taken me a couple of days to get off my, my ego boost, my eyes there. <laughs> but 100%. So um, that project right there is basically exactly what it sounds like. Financial adulting. What does that sound like to you? Everything that we didn't learn in high school, like why didn't we learn taxes? Yeah. What, why? Right? Why don't we know why taxes are paid, how much is paid? Like they never teach us that. Yep. Yet we learn advanced calculus, algebra, mathematics. Well, no, they, they try. No, you say we learned. Uh, no, no, they tried to, try to teach that because I'm a, yeah. hands up. I don't know that I'm, stuff. I'm still I'm right. I'm the percent. So English, no, I don't touch that. No, right. <laughs> social studies, not my thing. Yeah, math, I'm down for. Right. So that's essentially what it is. I mean, I've, I've ran the meetup and I've ran different uh, seminars and workshops for that. Um, but the, the long-term vision is I want to get this collection of basically learning modules for free, for free, for right. free. This is my passion project. Like I alluded to at the beginning, 30% is family market, 70% is the corporate, right? Yep. So this is going to be funded from my corporate market. Cool. So I don't ever have to take a profit. And that was very, very important to me yeah. because I didn't want to be the company that started and I had to change things along the way to make a profit. Right. Which is what a lot, again, I won't name names, but a lot of companies have tried to do financial education in the past, but they fucking fail because they have to make money. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's their business model. It's their business yeah, model. It's built in, 100%. Right? Yeah. They have to make money. So they had to make changes along the way. Right. So, how are you? Uh, what are you going to provide for free? Like, how are you going to? How are you going to do that for free, man? How are you going to? How are you going to? How are you going to get me uh, financially adult well, for free? Yeah. So, I mean, think if if you if you're online, if you're doing the YouTube and, and the social media, if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, I love his premise. I love his ethics and his model. Right. He gives everything away for free. Yeah. In maybe the hopes that you'll become a client. Totally. And that's what I want to do. I'll give everything away free. I'll create a website that compiles those four pillars and think of it like a spider web of videos and learning tutorials and it's gonna be gamified. You'll get badges, you'll get creative okay. you know, ways to percentage completed, you know, different yeah. things share with your friends, right? Like okay. gamified, you know? And um, yeah, and so I do that because it's my passion, right? You can tell, man, I'm fired up, right? Yeah. I, I like this industry yeah. and I think it's it's fucking like doomed almost at this point. It's been so under service. And uh, a couple, I mean, a, a couple reasons why is, and, and again, say we will, I mean, some people love network marketing, some people hate it, okay? Um, but it is a little bit cannibalistic in nature, okay? And in the 80s, when it came out in the 70s and 80s, people saw that there was a lot of money in financial services. 
Okay, and so what they did is they created financial services company with the network marketing as, as their marketing plan, and they just, they only, like you understand that, right? They only recruit you to steal your market. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you. Yeah, to get you, the percentages. 100%, to get the percentages. To get, that's their marketing plan. Yeah. They don't do advertising, they don't do cold calls. That's why they want you to they produce. That's what you yeah. do, you do that for they, them. Exactly, that's why there, yeah. so they just, they recruit. That is their marketing <laughs> yeah. plan, man. They're not on TV, they're not on Facebook. You, like you never seen a, a ABC financial ad on Facebook. They don't have to. Yep. They don't have to because they're just yep. cannibalistic. And what's going to happen is the client loses in the end because they get serviced by those advisors who have no idea what they're doing, but they're told by their upline or upper management to sell these products that are mandated by them, which may or may not be applicable. And I do this because I meet with those fucking people all the time. Yeah. And it's... they say, I thought I had this product. I paid it for 30 years. What do you mean it's going to be canceled and there's no money in it? Yeah. I deal with that, man. I literally watch clients break down in tears. So yeah, I'm passionate about this, totally, man. right? And so in the 80s, this, this, this industry just came into financial services because there's so much money in it and they devoured it and they wrecked it in my yeah. opinion. So I think there's huge room for improvement, especially in the digital era, which is where my generation, the millennial generation is heading, right? right? And that's via this learning module, pumping all the free content out. And if I get a client, great. If I don't, and you just got enough information to know that you did the right thing with your advisor before, then I'm fucking happy. I just want to get that email, that message, or that phone call saying, hey, listen, I loved your videos. I watched them all. I'm glad to know I'm on the right track. That's what I want. That's awesome, man. Sorry, that, that was a little bit of a rant. No, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's perfect. You answered the question. But that, that actually leads into my next question. Uh, so with all that, a broken model in your opinion, right? A broken business model, a broken industry, if you will. Um, what's some advice for anyone looking to get into this industry that you would have? <laughs> any age, any yeah, age. Yeah, like if yeah, someone, yeah, you know, yeah. like doesn't matter, but like, like specifically they want to be... Uh, insurance broker. Sure. What what's like one piece of advice? The first thing so, that you I th mean, can think of. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, first of all, I would probably say look into the industry and see if you like it, because like there is an extremely steep learning curve, and if you're not passionate about learning and continuous learning. Like I, I've learned for two years and I think I've only scratched the surface. Right. There's like, there's so much learning to do. You're, you, CFP doesn't even scratch the surface, certified financial planner, right? There's just, there's so much, especially even in the corporate market, which where I predominantly work, there's so much. So first of all, you need to ask yourself this question, do I have that earning to learn, right? And I mean, if, if you are just in it for the money, you know, like, yeah. Or sell the car. Kind of go, thing, go right? Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of very successful insurance brokers, and they're just in it for the money. And I mean, they're not being ethical and, and making money. Unfortunately, aren't mutually exclusive. You can do, you can be unethical and make money, right? But don't just don't be shitty, yeah. right? If you're going to get into this industry, devote yourself to this industry, right? And I mean, it's like any industry. Right? If you want to get into real estate or if you want to sell cars or whatever you want to do, devote yourself to the industry. So, I mean, my piece of advice would be like get ready to learn for like 10 years. And eat it. And eat <laughs> shit, yeah. And literally eat, eat shit for two years yeah. as all your friends. Oh, for – yeah. no, sorry. Not for two years. Forever. For, yeah. You've got to start enjoying the taste. If it comes with yeah. acquired taste, yeah. just like wine for someone. It comes with age and experience, okay? Because that. straight up five and a half years in real estate and yeah. – You're still eating you, shit. Oh, sometimes you got to eat the bigger pieces. you got to take bigger pieces. You want yeah. bigger pieces of pie, yeah, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, I love that piece of advice. It's uh, yeah. get ready for the long haul, buddy. Just yeah, get ready for the, yeah, just, 
And I mean, that's that's not that's not mutually exclusive to insurance. I mean, any, no, any, no, any but, industry. Yeah, but uh, but a lot of uh, updating education. It never ends. It's not. Never. You don't take a course. No. You're not an insurance broker, and that's no. it. It's you're you you don't stop, right? It's constant updating, and yeah. you can never actually you can never learn it all. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, to no. a degree. No, there's always and there's always changes, right? I mean, it, it, again, <laughs> I'm going Excuse back me. to this corporate side, but I mean, look at the proposed tax changes, right? You got to keep on the edge of that. Right. What's happening? Figure all those. So there's always learning. There's always changes. There's always going to be more things to do. Yeah, stuff to uh, people. This content to know for people. Hundred percent. Right for and, the consumer. Yeah, and I mean, again, like I go back. I mean, just just be better. Give better service. You know, and if you're gonna do this industry. Just pledge yourself to learn absolutely everything. You're obviously gonna miss things, but learn everything you can. So when you sit down with a client, no matter what they throw at you, whether it's pension plans or CPP or EI or, or this insurance that they bought or, or investments or whatever it is, even if you don't work in that sector, yeah. right? I only sell segregated funds as an investment, but I'll answer questions about private exempt market funds and real estate right. and mutual funds and bonds and GIC, mm -hmm. and stuff, right? Learn your market, learn your industry and master it. Right. Right, and take those things that you don't know as opportunities to learn about that. 100%. So you're you're well equipped, right? And that's just that's just the way it goes. Yeah, um, I like this. What's the biggest challenge you currently face in your business? Whew. business has been really good actually lately. So um, that's a that's a hard one actually. I would say the the biggest challenge right now. So my long term model is franchise. Okay, and. On, on the corporate side, and I'm not sure how I'm gonna do financial adulting, but I want to large scale it as well across Canada. Right. So and keep it free forever. Free forever. Man. Okay, man. Free forever. Yeah, yeah I'm not. No, I'm nev cool. never. Never ever. Because when I ever. hear large scaling, because hey, no, yeah, listen, yeah. we're, we'll have the back end if you want to talk to one of our certified yeah. financial advisors. You'll then, have services to provide, yeah. but hey, you want to do but financial adulting, then free, it's... Free, 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 yeah. All the forever. Forever. Yeah, and nice. And if we make money off it, we do. If not, whatever. Okay. So I guess like what I'm really trying to do right now is figure out how I can embed my knowledge into someone else and put that in a training program because like, I'm kind of a weird mind and I just, I consume knowledge at an alarming rate. Okay. And I, I excel at, at quite a few things. I, not to tote my own horn, but like I think I'm pretty good at learning quite quickly and diving into different markets and just researching it and, and being that. So I'm trying to figure out how I can take that and put it into like a training package, right? Because there's, and, and this is another reason why a lot of financial companies don't teach everything is because it's too hard to systemize mm. it's easier just to say this is our system that we have we only work in learn the auto yeah learn yeah man. right so i mean that's that's the difficulty and then uh i mean the second one is trying to figure out compensation for agents coming in because again like i don't want to bring anyone in my team or in my company unless they can make a living yeah right yeah i i've eaten eaten yeah eaten. i've eaten shit for like three years and I know how it feels and it sucks. And I never wanted to recruit anyone into the previous company until I made enough money to say this is viable. Right. And you know, that what they always preach is like, no, you got to make money, you gotta recruit people. Like, that makes no fucking sense. No. Yeah, because if you can't right. do it, how can you continue them exactly. to show it to do it, exactly. even through the rough times? Because there's always going to be rough run. times, yeah. right? Yeah, so, it's the quick sale. <clears throat> yep, that's so, it. That's yeah. a quick sale mentality, yeah. right? Biggest challenge. Yeah. So biggest challenge right now to sum that up is just trying to figure out how do I systemize everything that I'm doing into a package that I can give to people. Yeah, just kind of grow it as well, right? Like kind of that that building step. Yeah, yeah, I figure out, like I, 
I like to do, I mean, I outsource a lot of stuff, but like all my one-on-one -on -one meetings and presentations I do myself. And right. I think I'm a little bit of a control freak in that nature where I want to be there with every step of the way. So to, to give up a little bit of control mm. and train someone else to do it, like I'm, I'm always so fearful that, you know, they'll, they'll give bad advice or do something wrong. Or, so there's that. Sounds like you need a partner yeah. then, because then there's that 50-50 trust and... Uh, yeah, kind of that. No, it's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what's yeah. hard for that trust, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, hands up. I totally get it. It's it's your baby. You've built it. You've yeah. done everything. So to kind of yeah, you know, hand that over and and walk away is never easy, right? Yeah, hundred so, percent. But um, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, the future future's super excited, man. I'm I'm getting super excited. Business is going very very well, um, which is uh, which is great. I mean, actually, I, I broke down to to one of my best friends like four months ago, and I, I literally I just broke down in tears. Because it was like the first time where like the light at the end of the tunnel was there. And I was like, fuck, this is, I, I broke down. I was like, I think this is actually going to work. This shit tastes good all of a sudden, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, man. And so it's, it's, it's going, it's going super well. And like, a, good for you, you man. know, you, you kind of eat shit for, for three years and you watch motivational videos on YouTube and you listen to other people talk and, you know, they say, oh yeah, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And, like you kind of just blindly believe it. Cause you know, if you start thinking about anything else, you're going to drive yourself into it. You movies. have to though, man. Yeah. There's an element. You have to blindly believe it because no one else is blindly believing it with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, That's it. It, it is. A solo. There is. There is that that mentality twist of whatever you want to call it. However, you want to call yourself a little insane to to keep going to keep driving because hey, it's rough. It sucks. Uh, I mean, I'm even speaking for myself in, yeah. in, as a real estate uh, agent now. Right? It's uh, not the easiest at all. And I always laugh because it is. It's even a month later or two months later. And man, I even hear of deals from other people reminding me years later that were like, they were the, the end of my life and the moment, you know? It was like, I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna get past this. I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be aging anymore. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, you're past it, you're a <laughs> bunch of deals through, right? And it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. anymore. So it's, yeah, so the patience is really nice and key, right? So 100%, that's man. cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Um, let's switch gears a bit. Sure. You've recently started hiking a lot. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, um, you know, so I, I grew up in, in some rural country, right? I grew up on different farms. So I hiked quite a bit. In Alberta or? BC. BC okay. Right? So northern BC, a little bit in the Okanagan. So there's always mountains where I went. And so when I moved to Alberta, like I kind of made fun of like the, the yuppies that would go to Banff and, you know, and I was like, ah, hiking's not for me, right? So, um, ju yeah, just this year, you know, a friend, she's like, oh, you want to go for a hike? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? Right? So me, like every single hike I've ever been invited on, it's like a walk, right? And so I wore my Birkenstock sandals, and I pick her up, and she's like, where's your hiking boots? <laughs> what? We don't need this. No, you don't know what a hike is. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what a hike is. I, I grew up in the mountains. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, man, we went to, it's called Prairie Mountain. Okay. Um, if anyone knows where that is, you'll know it's extremely steep. It's just like straight up for three hours. Wow. And I walked that in my Birkenstock, and I was like, man, this is like, this is super fun. It's a hike. This, right? This is super fun. And then I started, I just started just doing more and more hikes. So I did Haling, I did Eeyore, you know, Grotto, and, and Lady McDonald, and Canmore. And um, yeah, I was doing this one hike. And I met this uh, this couple, and I finished the hike. And it just, I just finished one hike, and we got to the top, and uh, I was like, "Man, I'm tired." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're pretty tired too. We just finished the the triple crown challenge." And I was like, "Ooh, what, what's that? Oh, that sounds cool, right?" And they said, "Well, yeah, it's three peaks in one day." Whoa! 
And I was like, Are they um, all like relatively close to each other? Or? Yeah, well, you, you like drive down, like, or so you don't drive down, you, you, you go up and down, and then you drive to the other one. Okay. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's Holling, Eeyore, and Lady McDonald's. So Holling and Eeyore are right next to each other, and Lady Mac is on the other side of Canmore. And so it's roughly about 23 kilometers, and I think I don't know, 2,900 meters of elevation change. So I got in my head. I was like, I'm going to do that. I have to do that. Right? That sounds so cool. And so, yeah, about a month ago, there's a video floating around. I compiled it all together. I did it, right? And so I'm like, I'm a, I'm a very competitive person. Right? Okay. I love winning, right? Yeah. And I love challenges. When someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, just wait. Totally. Right? And so the next one that I heard about is called the Canmore Quad. Okay? So it's four peaks. So it's uh, Ha Ling, Eeyore, Lady McDonald, and then they add Grotto. So it's the three mountains in the previous one, but then they add one. But the, the key thing here is you're not allowed to drive between mountains. So you actually have to, to hike two mountains and then jog or run. Take the path, whatever that to, looks like. To, well, it's like it's through Canmore. It's, <laughs> okay. it's 35 kilometers through town <laughs> and then four mountains yeah and so you have 24 hours to uh to complete it i was about to ask there is that kind of challenge yeah, so limit then yeah. i'm gonna get a headlamp and so yeah i bought these new trail running shoes and i'm gonna start trail running a lot more and i like yeah i just i love it man and, and it's not even like going with people like just going solo i was about to ask yeah. that like when did that did that turn out like you started as going with people and then you're I, like just one day fuck this man. yeah i'm gonna man. go like i gotta yeah. go for me now right? well yeah so i always went with people until uh, I went to go do the Triple Crown, and then I did that solo, and it was it was amazing, man. I was on the mountain by 7 o'clock, and I remember I got up to this certain point, I had my music in, and the moon was still up. It was gorgeous, and there was snow there, because it was it was getting like already at a high altitude, so there was snow, and I just, I looked at it, and it was just like, it was in my own world. I was happy. I was proven to myself that I could do this challenge. The moon was, uh, it was, just, it was gorgeous, man, and ever since then, like, I like doing solo. Right, just um, just last weekend I did uh, what's called Knife Edge, okay. which um, is probably the sketchiest hike I've ever done <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And I did it solo. All so cliff kind of thing? Well, it's, it's Lady McDonald, but then there's there's another summit. So you, you, you go up and you basically get to the top of this peak and they call it Knife Edge because it's like a, a cliff on one side and then like a cliff on the other side. And you have this very narrow little scramble. You're basically like, well, I wouldn't say near, it's basically like, three or four broken bones on one side and death on the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so you're scrambling. So I'm doing this solo, right? I'm scrambling across and I'm the only one there. Like nobody else is right. there, right? Yeah. They've already gone down. And um, just, yeah, just, and again, it's like proving yourself, mind over matter. I finished it and I was like, I did that. And, and I did that by myself. I didn't need anyone else. Was it scary? Oh, it sounds fuck, scary. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. At the end, I was like, that was the sketchiest height. Totally. I am bad. never doing at it again. At the end, I'm thinking in the middle, looking down, like, oh, just yeah. keep looking at the rock, yeah. right? Look yeah. forward. You just, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect metaphor for business, though. Right, business is treacherous as well. And like the same thing I did on the cliff though, man. I just put my head down, I looked one step in front of me, and I just one step in front of me, just walked one step, one step, one step. Right? It's the same thing in business. Totally as bad. soon as you look up and you're like, whoa, that's where I gotta go, to scare the shit out of you. Right. If you just put your head down and just grind in and out, day in and day out, you're gonna get there. Right. Eventually. I mean, yeah. I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess look, I wanna finish that for you because. I don't think it's the. I, still I know need the long term. No, I know where you're yeah. going there. I know where you're going there, but uh, yeah, it's like no, don't walk around with your head down in the world, not having direction. Yeah. But you're on a path. You have a start and a finish. So hey, if you know where that finishes and it's rough, 
timing or, hey, the trail gets harder, then yeah, put your head down one step at a time and you'll make it. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. That's, that's awesome. That. I like that, man. That's really awesome, Love that. man. Um, yeah, what else what's can I talk a, about? <laughs> What's a big problem you feel is in the world right now? Uh, in any that needs more attention sorry. industry no not industry what what's just, just whatever more. you think man what's what's something that's uh, troubling you in the world man that you think needs a bit more attention mm. yeah like i don't know how controversial you want to get this but um like i i think like what pisses me off is people who aren't open-minded okay and it doesn't have to be in any like here's the thing man i and this is kind of how i live my life is I'm, I'm a goofy person. Some people don't like me. You know, see, I'm a, I'm a personality. I have a character, right? But in my opinion, it doesn't matter if you're, you're black, white, gay, straight, Muslim. Unicorn. It doesn't matter. Unicorn, blue, yellow, purple. You know, if you're a good person, I'm going to be a good person to you. And I think this is a big problem. And it pisses me off is you have these, these sects, whether it's religion or it's race or it's culture or whatever it is. And again, it's like that one size fits all. I mean, you, talk, I, you talked in the earlier video, I mean, how, how pissed off I get about that, right? Yeah. And I think that if people would just, for one second, just like realize we're just all on this planet, we're all gonna die, like it doesn't we're matter. We're in it together, not, man, not, technically, right? And that's like, that's like something that I'm trying to wrap my head around, I'm starting to get there, it's like nothing really, really matters except for this moment right now. You know what I mean? And to get worked up about somebody else's issue that's on the other side of the planet or, or down the street, like, it's fucking insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're all gonna die. Well, so why are you getting upset about anything there? Like, you are gonna die, I'm yeah. gonna die. We only have, right now, this moment. And if you're not happy right now, what do you have? Totally. You know what I mean? And so, getting worked up over someone else's shit, like, grow the fuck up, honestly. Right. Right? That's what pisses me off. And I think there just should be more love and just more open-mindedness. I was about to say, like, yeah, a bit That's more it. understanding where people are coming from. More because that being said, we, we are so different. And uh, I've, I've kind of had that realization, too. It's like, just because I might not necessarily agree with, um, yeah. hey, a religion or whatever that, a business ethics or whatever that looks like, it doesn't mean that they're not coming from a place of, that they believe it's good, you yeah. know? So it's like a place coming from understanding really um, has helped me. And uh, that's cool, man. That's really cool. So yeah, I, w I would agree. It's just kind of like, just love, just man. Just be you, man. Yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah be, be you and be open, yeah. right? And, and yeah, and, and maybe not uh, not hate so much. Yeah. You know, just, just be you that way. Just and be, just be you. cool with what's just cool with you. you. Just, just relax, man. Like, like God, life is short. <laughs> All, like, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. I, I just, the thought, you know, that people get so worked up and they're miserable day to day over this shit. Yeah. Well, and hopefully you're going to die with great insurance packages. Yeah. Right, <laughs> Segway back into That's product right. sales. Right. Hey, how do we get your number yeah. again? I'm just kidding. Um, so who do you look up to, man? Who's uh, who's a couple of your idols? I mean, you mentioned Gary Vee a couple times, which Gary I love. Vee, but yeah. if you want to mention someone like local, like really personal to you, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, anyone really, yeah, but yeah, hey, yeah, man, yeah, who yeah. do you look okay. up to? Who's yeah, like I got a couple of people. Okay, so obviously, yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, because I love his no bullshit approach. I'm super stoked about yeah. that. Um, there's another guy, Patrick Bet David. He actually runs an insurance brokerage in the states. He had a uh, YouTube Patrick channel, Bet David. Bet David, yeah, okay. he had a YouTube channel called Valuetainment. Um, lots of great business thing, and same thing, man. Everything's free, 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 free. Yeah. Um, but local, I guess local in 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 Alberta. A couple people I look up to. Number one, uh, Big Brother, right? So my brother, he's been in business for over ten or fifteen years. 
He was the reason I started electrical. He's the reason I started in business. He's very savvy. He owns an energy company. Cool. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, super cool guy. Uh, he's definitely got me a lot of guidance. And then my business partner, who's local here in Calgary, his name's Mike Chapman. So he's owner of Genco Insurance, and he's assisted me in, in like over the last year and a half. He's probably dumped thousands of hours into me, <laughs> coaching me and, and helping me and answering questions, whether it's 2 a.m. Um, and like like I said, man, I consume knowledge. So like this guy was his phone was ringing off the hook for the first six months. So yeah. huge shout out to him. Um, and then obviously Mama Bear. Cool. Mama Bear, I, I, I love my mom, and um, you know, that sounds a little whatever, it's right? It's started, everyone's man. got a mom, right? It's where it all it, started. It all started man. there, and um, you know, I think, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, she's always supported me, um, and always believed in me, and always said I could do whatever I want, and um, now I am doing whatever I want, so it's kind of fun, yeah. right? But yeah, that's it. Great, man. Yeah. What's your definition of success? Happy. That's it. What's your definition of one, happy? One word. Uh, living day to day free. Cool. That's it. Picking, picking what you want to do and having zero negativity in your life. And I mean, I'll, I'll give a perfect example of this, man. Since I was miserable in electrical, I, I knew from the very beginning that I didn't want to be in it. I wanted to get out of it. So you got into it because it was a job to get into because that's it what you should do. Yeah, you man. finish school, get a job, yeah. and yeah, it follow, live the rest of your life and die. And like, I, was, I, I worked up in Fort McMurray, so I got extra compensation, um, but, but I was miserable, right? And so when, when I was working through electrical, it's apprenticeship, it's four years, and I, I, I knew I should have quit, but you know, everyone's like, no, you gotta finish it, you're almost there, you gotta finish it, so I did finish it. And I was miserable for six years of my life, from 18 to 24. I had no direction, I knew I wanted to quit, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and it was just like day in, day out grind. And in retrospect, I should've just quit it on the spot, but I didn't. But when I did quit it, okay, starting from age 24 until where I am right now, I have been on a mission to let zero fucking negativity in my life, zero. And it gets to this point, and I'll, I'll tell you a story. I hired a marketing company about four months ago, and they knocked it out of the park, okay? And um, they the tons of leads, business was good, but um, he's probably not gonna listen to this interview, so that's okay. The guy, the owner of the company, was just an asshole, and I just didn't get along with him. Okay. We butted heads, our personalities didn't match. And even though they were getting me leads, I had to think to myself, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. And I fired them, and I moved on. And I got another marketing company, right? So to me, being successful, like I would consider myself successful because I wake up in the morning and I'm happy. Yeah. And that's success to me. Money, whatever. Who gives cool, a shit, you know what I mean? If you have relationships, if you have family, if you have friends, if you have love in your life and you're happy, that's successful to me. Cool, man. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, before we wrap up here, I just want to take a second. Thank you, man, for joining me. That was uh, that was awesome. That was, that was really great. Uh, lots of passion there, and you're doing great things. So I uh, look forward to building the relationship with you. Um, so last two questions. What's one question you wish I asked you? Hmm. God, I don't know. <laughs> if you don't ask the question, I still figure a way to segue. Did you anticipate me asking, you know, asking a specific question by no, chance? No, yeah, honestly, I think we, we kind of covered everything. And I mean, you can tell I kind of just dominate the conversation where I want to. So if there was a question that I wanted to tell you, I'd probably segue into it. Right. You, you. Uh, you have an opinion, my friend. Yeah. I love it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I think this was awesome. And um, yeah, I think we got lots of, lots of content, lots of questions answered. 
Um, I mean, you can tell I could talk for hours, so yeah. <laughs> so um, right. Uh, so before this last question, uh, real quick, where can people contact you? Where can they find you? Yep, yep, yep. Give yep, us yep. your info, sure. man. Sure. So um, you can go to my corporate website. That's fine. It's, it's uh, businesscritical.info. Okay. Or um, on the family market side, it's going to be at my Facebook. So just Philip Setter, independent insurance broker. Um, or you know what? Squirt, I'll, I'll throw my number out there. You can call me on my cell phone or shoot me a text. 403-909-4399. Love it. Thanks, man. What's your favorite thing about Calgary? What do you absolutely love about the city? Downtown. Just love downtown? Love, love downtown. Love yeah. the I love the theaters. Um, and I'll give a shout out. Modern Steak. Love that restaurant. Okay, cool, man. Love, they have um, what's called Wagyu beef. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, a mixture of Alberta beef and Kobe beef. Right. Um, and there, I think there's only three restaurants that are actually licensed to distribute it. Okay. Uh, and so it's a fantastic restaurant. So I, I'm, I love that. That's my thing, man. I like dinners. I like theater. I like plays. Vertigo. If you've ever been to Vertigo, yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that Sweeney Todd. Like all those kind of uh, crime, mystery, horror, yeah. thrillers. Yeah. Love those plays. Um, and yeah, I just I love the feel of downtown and we're at, we're at my downtown office So there's just there's kind of like a culture here and there's a feel and and you kind of get it in the day-to-day -day. people are bustling around It's infectious. Around. It is man. It's infectious. It is. Yeah. And I, I love it. I like coming downtown. It's just there's a different feel. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I don't know maybe other cities have that but this is the one I'm most familiar with so I love it